Hey, Andrew. Hey, Alex. What's this? This is Brains on the Outside. What's that? Well, it's a podcast. You, you know that. You're here, right? But it's a podcast about coming up with creative and ridiculous business ideas. That's right. Each week, we explore the world through wonderful and creative ideas. Like, what if Twitter was actually for dogs? <laughs> yeah. That is that sort of out there, out the box, outside of the brain thinking we are bringing to the business discussion of 2022. What you got for us this week, Andrew? So I've been thinking about tribute bands. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I've probably seen quite a few pretty cool tribute bands out there. Yeah. Who's your favorite? Um, well, there was the one at our friend Nathan's wedding. Oh yeah. That was really good. There's a place here called Wildland Brewery in Newcastle. Mm-hmm. That's this amazing tribute band. Yeah, nights yeah. Where like the band isn't just completely copying and naming the style of the original like musicians, they're kind of adding their own thing into it. So they're actually just really fantastic. Yeah. Um, but it kind of led me to think tribute bands are so great, but why isn't there a tribute to anything else? Oh. So what is the appeal of a tribute band? Oh, I mean, the appeal of a tribute band is like, I guess there's a couple of things. It's a different take on something that you love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But also it's probably cheaper. Yeah, it's been... It's a lot more expensive to see the Rolling Stones than the Stolling Rones. <laughs> oh, I've seen the Stolling Rones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Were they cheaper than the Rolling Stones? <laughs> yeah, much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it led me to think, why can't I get cut price, super cheap versions of everything? Yeah. I recently spent a lot of money to get tickets for Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Mm-hmm. Anyone knows anything about that? That is not... To watch the all of Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, you need to go to two London um, theatre shows. Very expensive. So <laughs> two people's tickets worth, lots of money. And also, you're supporting J.K. Rowling. A turf. Mm, yeah. So not, Awkward. not great, really. What I want is a cheaper version not associated with her. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'll yeah. take a big knock in quality. Uh-huh. If, you know, even if it's just a little bit charming. Just even just a couple of people just reading from the book. That'd be kind of funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah. But that service doesn't exist. It's You're, kind of frowned upon, right, as well. Yeah, it'd be weird and be it'd be kind of an outrage. Yeah. Especially like tribute comedians who just did another comedian set. <laughs> like the timing might be a bit worse, but you get the same content, you know? But that, extremely controversial. There is, it's, it's a weird thing with music, isn't it? Because it's like, oh, you are playing the same music, but you're putting your own kind of musical slant on it, your own musical interpretation on it. But you are actually just covering someone else's music. That is a, like, why can you not just cover someone else's book or someone else's play or someone else's TV show? Well, it actually, it goes further than that, right? It's not just you're playing their music, you're dressing up like them and behaving like them. And for those hour and a half, you yeah. are effectively them. Yeah, you are Debbie Harry. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a, that's weird, isn't it? That that's a, that's a lot, that's that's a, that's a, an accepted thing in music, but not elsewhere. What my ultimate cover thing for mm-hmm. me? I want cover restaurants. I would love that. Why can't I go to Nottolenghi's instead of Ottolenghi's? Ottolenghi's is amazing. I mean, your Rovi once, it was incredible, but it's a little, it's, you you know, it's incredible and it's a little pricey, to be honest. Like, not a Langies, they could just buy a Lang cookbook. 
That's such a that's that I'm and actually that works really well because recipes are not copyrightable. No, no, yeah. So yeah, so you can't even get sued for setting up Nottolenghi. Would uh, the person in Nottolenghi dress up like Ottolenghi and behave like him during the, <laughs> during the cooking of your meal? I I mean I guess I don't know what I don't know I don't know what your time's like as a human being, Either but I, do I. you know, yeah. I guess in my imagination, if I close my eyes and think of a chef, they all kind of just they wear that white thing and the hat and the hat. So yeah, I guess it'd be pretty easy to do that. Yeah, but are they just cooking? Are they at Nottolenghi? They're just cooking food out of the Ottolenghi cookbook. Yes, exactly that. But to you, it would look like you were at all like <laughs> you'd you'd ask for like whatever their their chips. But behind the scenes, they'd be like, right, page one hundred and thirty-seven. <laughs> uh, right, let's make this. Everything's got Zatar on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I think you could have. I think you could. Well, I was just thinking as you were talking there, I was thinking like. There are, there's obviously restaurants as an option. And then I was like, what about supermarkets? And I was like, oh, wait, there is a tribute supermarket. There are two tribute supermarkets. There is. Our very own, very favorite Littles and Aldi. I love them. And but you're actually right. They are a tribute supermarket. They are. Yeah. You walk in there and it's like, oh, there's tribute Heinz ketchup. There's tribute Branston pickle. A tribute Pringle. Yeah. Tribute exactly. Oreos. Yeah. And they seem to kind of get away with it. Like there was that story about all the different column the caterpillars yeah. and Marks and Spencer's trying to shut them down. There was I, I ate a Charlie the caterpillar yesterday. Oh, yeah, it wasn't as good as Colin. Was it for an occasion, or did you, like an absolute crazy human being, have a Colin the caterpillar tribute on a non-celebratory day? Oh, like an absolute savage! I opened the fridge at work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my coworker was there get this Charlie the Caterpillar cake. We were like, it's been there for a few days now. <laughs> and the rest is history. I, I feel like that's the height of decadence as well as like having a Colin the Caterpillar just for putting on a random day. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that's kind of a life I could want to aspire to. Like every day is a Colin the Caterpillar day. I think if I was going to make a tribute Colin Caterpillar, it would be just the butt end over and over and over again. Yes. The butt is the best bit. <laughs> the butt and the face. Yeah. I mean, that's a mini Colin. It's like a, it's like a Toblerone. Yeah. Like a Toblerone with the wedges in it. Oh my God. This is actually a good idea. Smarts <laughs> and Spencers could actually sell this. Yeah. It'd be more like baby Collins. It'd be like, that's how they advertise it. Like this is Colin's 14 children. <laughs> like, but half an inch of cake face yeah and the bottom would be like it would look like a log or like some grass that's such a good idea holy shit right <laughs> I'm, I'm choking this bit out and signing it to their their pr department and <laughs> um, we um, uh there's a lot of other things i think that are very easily attributable you go to a museum <laughs> it's full of all this old cool shit right yeah but if i want to see the mona lisa if i want to spray some orange paint on the mona lisa i have to go to the louvre why isn't there a tribute mona lisa here in the northeast i mean this works out well for everyone because for example a certain british museum could return all of the things that it has everything and just have the tribute versions of those 
and suddenly we'd have a clean conscience. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, that would, it would be the first step. Oh yeah. <laughs> in their path towards reparations. <laughs> um, but there is some places with tribute landmarks. Las Vegas has tribute landmarks. There, we discussed it in an earlier episode about the cast court in one of the museums in London, which is effectively oh, tributes. Yeah. They they take casts of famous objects. So yeah, it's it's feeding in somewhere. I think uh, aside from museums, tribute sport. <laughs> you don't go see the Formula One at Silverstone. There is a bunch of thirteen-year-olds in go karts down the local park. That sounds like a lot more fun, to be honest. Scooting about, yeah. I actually think if 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 we shut down Formula One and we just split the budget for that and gave it to a whole bunch of local go-kart tracks to really get them pumped. So I was like, your local go-kart track has a Red Bull-sponsored go-kart in it. This would be a... Oh, that would be incredible. I I tried to imagine like the infusion of like 150 million pounds (laughs) into the go-kart track that's up the road from here. But you cannot can't stress this enough they cannot be professional go-kart drivers no because then otherwise where the circle begins again because then you have to hold a tribute for this this tribute you know what i mean yeah as soon as you're hiring professionals the ticket costs go up too high it has to be amateur level stuff but I, charming yeah i think there's an interesting problem there of like what happens when you start to tribute the tributes and what happens like as you go f- what is when when is it tributes all the way down what does the end thing look like it's like the most distilled version of an activity <laughs> is actually just driving down the road a tribute to the 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 Formula One. Oh, my head. This is a lot for a Monday morning, man. <laughs> I think that's a beautiful thought. And I think our, we should leave our listeners in the thought that our 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 entire lives all just a tribute to something else. Just a tribute to, to, to a tribute to a tribute to a tribute to a tribute to a, to a better life. <laughs> hey, Andrew and Alex, I listened to the show and I heard your idea called Leather Weatherers. That was a business that wore in shoes for people that didn't want to wear them in and suffer the injuries. I came up with the next business idea for the leather weatherers. Um, Rather than people wearing them in and the occupational hazards that come with that and the hygiene issues, perhaps the leather weatherers could invent technology that measured and moulded people's feet and created robot feet that wore the shoes in for the person. So a person could have their robot feet at home. When they bought some new shoes, they put them on the robot feet and the robot feet walk in the shoes to mould them exactly to that person's feet. So massive thanks to Rianne for sending that in. Thank you so, 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 so much, Rianne. Um, Andrew, how did, how did we know about that? How did she let us know that she had a thing to send in? Well, if you have a thing to send in, like Rianne, what you do, is you get your mobile device or source of this podcast and you use your finger to press the more details button that'll be somewhere on it to read the description of this episode. And in that link somewhere will be a link to a Google form. You fill that out. 
with your problem or your business idea or the thing you want to tell us, we'll get back to you. Do it right now. Right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it right now. Do it right now. I know. You've, you, yes, you, you've listened to so many episodes of this. You have so many good ideas in your brain. We believe in you. Close your eyes. Take a second. Deep breath. Don't, don't press pause. Keep this rolling. <laughs> and fill the form in. And you'll be done by the time the music rolls. <laughs> I was speaking to one of our co-workers, Alex, recently, yeah. and she usually works in Australia. She yeah. visited our office just to, you know, see the sights, see the scenes of Durham. <laughs> and she was telling me about this problem that they face over in Australia where we are so out of sync with the time zones. It makes working hard. They, When they are working, we are asleep. And we are, we are working, they are asleep. So it means if they come across a problem that only one of us can solve, they have to wait hours, basically till their next shift to get the answer. Yeah, so this is the thing. So my brother used to live in Australia. Right. And there's a really weird thing. Like we would call him. Yep. With my, well, my daughter was one at the time. And we would phone him up, usually on a Sunday morning, by which point it would be Sunday evening for him. Okay. And the energy was really weird and different. Okay. Like, it was lovely to see him, but he was always in like, ah, oh, it's bedtime energy. Oh. And we were always like, it's start of the day energy. Yeah, I'm ready to Woo, go. Let's go. And he's like, I'm ready for sleep now. <laughs> and that like difference in circadian rhythm was really, really odd. Yep. And we have this additional problem of if we send an email to them and they don't get it because it's the middle of the night, they get up, get the email, but then it's the middle of the night for us. So that's a problem, right? So yeah, so I have, I have some ideas. It sounds like you're not going to try and tackle the time zone problem, but just the very idea of having a body clock and a circadian rhythm. Yes. <laughs> I love the ambition. Yeah. So my idea is this, right? Originally, I thought, well, it's obvious we just get rid of time zones. Oh, yeah. Everyone's on one time zone. Yep. The universal time zone. Yeah. The universal time zone. Now, the problem with that is that it means that for one bit, for one, the unlucky half of the earth, yep. their daytime is at night. Yep. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I see yeah. what you mean. Yeah. If it was always one o'clock here, it was one o'clock, then it'd always be midnight in Australia. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like it's like you there you know, midnight is in the middle of the day in Australia because mm-hmm. it's in the middle of the night here in the UK. And that's how it is for everyone, right? That yeah. it's that sucks. All right. Because it's great for us in the UK, but in Australia the days are everyone's working a night shift basically all the time because we're all working at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? So, my solution to that is this. Okay. We, make the, we make the day 25 hours long. Okay, so it shifts? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, in the UK, at the beginning of the month, say, it's 9 a.m. here, middle of the day. Yep. 9 a.m. in Australia, middle of the night. Yeah. Tomorrow, Yep. 9 a.m., is an hour later than it was today in both places. So over the course of 24 days, actually, we shift and everything's rotated a complete, so one complete rotation. Because it's an extra hour in the day. Yeah. The time kind of shifts around. Yeah. There's, so it's kind of like changing your clock every day, every always day. forward. Always forward. But it means that we're always on the same time. Yeah. And, Everyone gets their own share of sunlight. Okay. 
Yeah. yeah. So sometimes it's dark during the day and sometimes it's light during the day. Now, this is an additional benefit because someone told me recently after I explained this to them as well, <laughs> that actually the circadian rhythm is not actually 24 hours long. It's oh. longer than that. Oh, so you're, we're actually going to fit back in. We're actually going to fit back in. Yeah. We're actually going to fit back in. So wait, a circadian rhythm is over 24 hours long. So our yeah. body naturally wants a longer than 24 hour day. Apparently so. Yeah. Oh, that's really weird. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I didn't either. But like, yeah, he sent me a link and everything. A link to a place on the internet. Well, you gotta believe that. You gotta then. believe it. You gotta yeah. believe that. <laughs> yeah. Um, what if, so you know how some people are night owls? Yeah. So I think this idea you have about everywhere has the same time mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Uh, and I think the 25 hour one is the way to go actually. But if it didn't have that, and it was permanently night in Australia and permanently day here. What if all the night owls oh, yeah. moved to Australia on the daytime people moved here? You just moved and you to just, where your favorite time is. Yeah, yeah, you just you're like, oh, I'm a morning person. Well, do I have a place for you to live? Yeah. It's you know, always morning there. You know what? I love sunsets. I love sunsets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about completely different? All right, let's leave time as it is. Yeah. Okay. Right. Australia, they have their day before us. Yes. Yes. So we have a bunch of cameras in the Australian office. Yeah. Yeah. And that's relaying what exactly is happening in that Australian office to a bunch of actors who are up in the early hours of the morning in the UK. Yep. Watching the entire day from Australia, double speed. Okay. Yeah. Then... The actors replay exactly the Australian day in the UK office. Perfect. While a stream from the UK day is being streamed back to Australia for the next day. This is incredible. So imagine (laughs) uh, we get to work tomorrow and we're like, then is there a room where we can just look in an Australia... Yeah. office reenactment is happening or is it the case that i go to the actors and i'm like oh man what happened at 3 15 yesterday in australia and they just go hold on a second and then they put a little skit for me i hadn't really thought that through i had thought that it would be playing out in an office that is identical to the australian office in real time but i do like the idea that we can rewind and yeah. see what actually happened it, it is like a, a database you can search that what happened what, what was roger doing at uh half nine in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. There's a there's an extension to this that we could use where we use a bunch of precogs in Australia who know what's gonna happen in the UK in twenty in twelve hours, right? Okay, yeah. And they just play it out in Australia. So the Australian people have time to interact with people because in the version where we use actors, you can't actually change what's happened because it's already happened. Yeah, you're Whereas stuck. with the with the version with the precogs, that you can change it we can change what happens because they know what happens. And so Australia interacting with the precog actors is going to affect what okay. happens in the UK. This is going to be a big investment into R&D. Huge. What? Okay. What about a mixture of both? British people in our office, we're doing our thing. Actors in Australia are watching. Yeah. Our day of work is a dry one, effectively. <laughs> Decisions don't matter. Oh. The Australian actors who have learned what we would do they make the call. They do it. They do it at the same time the Australian office is actually working. So, like, 
Australian actor doing Andrew, he's watched my day. He knows Andrew's going to do this and this and this and this. He's going to make these decisions. <sighs> then in real time over in Australia, like at three o'clock, he pressed that button. He would, he would deploy that piece of code. So there's now time for the Australian employees to go like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Australian Andrew, no. <laughs> it does that. give a little bit less weight to our jobs in which all our decisions don't carry as much weight. We're the rehearsal. We are, yeah, we are doing the rehearsal. I think they'd be, to keep morale up and not make it feel as if we're living in a weird limbo, like severance situation, mm-hmm. rehearsal situation, I think our decisions would almost have to be final. But it does give a, them a chance to discuss it with us. Well, just discuss it with our actors. What about if we just made more sons? There is a second son. Okay. On the other side. So now we have day all day round. More lights. The problem is that it's light for us at a different time. It's light to Australia. So what if we just made it light all the time and then gave everyone blackout blinds and then everyone could be up at the same time? Through a fancy construction of magnets and satellites and uh, mirrors. Uh And one of those things Mr. Burns used in the Simpsons movie to block out the sun. I bet for quite a lot of money you could make this work. Yeah, and then nine a.m. is nine a.m. everywhere. And if you're, and then you also get a day-night cycle. I was just imagining that you just get a day all the time. This is actually really good, right? Union laws are going to prohibit us from firing all the actors in Australia, right? Uh-huh. Who are playing us? Okay. But if we can offer them new jobs <laughs> into building the artificial sun, we're going to get a lot less lawsuits. I feel. It's good. Yeah. 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 What about? Yeah. 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 So yeah. there is a, a project called The Line. The Line. The Line, which is a buildings project where like everyone lives in a like a massive long line, basically. Now, just for clarification, we're not doing a bit. There is there's actually a concept art yeah. piece. It's in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And it's where I think it's like, it's it's a hundred miles long or something. Yeah. And then like a mile wide. And yep. everybody lives in this one strip. And it's elevated off the desert floor, right? With that in mind, yeah. what if we just moved everyone into one line that was like up and down yeah. the globe from North Pole to South Pole, just one line, everyone lived in that one time zone. There is one. Okay, so I, I there's so many problems with this concept of the line they're, they're trying to build. Um, but the problem is it's like, you could imagine Judge Dredd working there. Yeah. And though Judge Dredd is not what I want our society to be like, yeah. he is the law and he is awesome. Yeah. Um, so there's your your idea has kudos in that sense. <laughs> However, are you are you suggesting that we make everyone live in this one mono building that snakes down a time zone? Are you saying everyone just moves here and they can live their life as they want? The rest of the world now is for uh, vegetation and growing crops and things like that. Yeah, everything. Everyone lives in a single vertical time zone, right? Mm-hmm. That's it. And we just choose the bit around the world where there's the most up and down, I want to say planet meat. Yeah, not know, sea, I, you know, ground. Ground, planet yeah. meat, yeah. Yeah, and then we can we can fill in the bits in between as we need more people, as we need more land, sorry, to build on. We just we just fill them up. And then the rest of the world, we can just let it go wild. 
they, and that solves loads of problems. Um, so I, I guess, yeah, I'm I'm coming on board with this because it encapsulates some of our previous ideas, which was what if you're a morning person, you want to live in the morning part? Well, I guess you just live a little bit to the left of the line. You know what I mean? You live in the time zone along, but that's a constant decision. You've made your choice of like, hey, I want to wake up an hour earlier. I like this. Or I want to go to bed later. I like the sunsets. And well, you can just shift across a bit. Yeah, you just move up and down. Like yeah. The further, no- further north you go, the longer your days are. Yeah. The closer yeah. to the, the equator you are, the more balanced your days are. I... Depending on the season. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I do love it. I, I do love this idea of the massive global effort rotating to everyone in the same place. Mm-hmm. But again... Once we finish construction of the massive artificial sun, these people are going to need jobs, right? Who's built that? So I guess we could put them on work or building the line. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of an either or because if you if you do the line thing, you don't need the artificial sun situation yeah. anymore. You reuse a lot of the material. Yeah, I just use just yeah. <laughs> I love this, but I think uh, maybe if Charlie asks, I might just tell her the the actor idea. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good show, Andrew. That was a good show, Alex. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I love making this show, man. It's 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 a fun time. I felt we, we haven't recorded an episode in a few weeks, actually, I think. We haven't, and we're back in the original The Basement. Back in The Basement. I think this is episode 41. <sighs> Almost a year. We, we need to plan a special activity for either our 50th episode or for our 50 seconds of year, like, um, year anniversary episode. It's been uh, it's been a mad couple of months. Like our numbers are pretty scary high now. The numbers have they've gone up. The numbers have gone. The numbers up. have gone up. Yeah, and they yeah. seem to keep going up. Thank you, Mister Samsung, and your app. Uh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. If you are a, a listener, we do honestly, we are so grateful to you for listening yeah. to the show. It's fantastic. We love making it. It is fun, and we love that people listen to it. Yeah, because we're absolute egomaniacs. <laughs> If someone wanted to let us know how much they love the show, Andrew, what should they do? Well, if they want to let us know how much you love the show or how much you just think it's a six-hour town experience that is uh, fill some hour, fill some time of your day, you can uh, use your finger to open up the description of this episode, click the Google Form link, and you can send us a thought, a feeling, an idea, a question, or a problem. A tirade of abuse. Don't send us that. Don't send that. Don't, don't please. Do that. Yeah, just, you keep going to yourself. Yeah. I feel though if you made this far in the episode, hopefully the tirade of abuse is, isn't isn't going to come. I mean, if you want to tell us we're idiots for our time zone ideas, and so be it. That's okay. We can take it. We're big grown ups. I'm, I'm still trying to crunch through the 25 hour day time zone moving across the world thing. I I I settled, and that's a thing that will work. I think that is true. I, I have I have one final thought. Okay, if you had a group of actors. Acting out your work day in a different time zone. That's basically a tribute to work. Oh, man, yeah. Keep your brain on the outside. Keep your brain on the outside, Andrew. <laughs>